Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com where we give you everything that you find there on the house. Uh, Those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their sites, we do it free. You can go and enjoy over at freetalklive.com. And if you like, you can help create the content of the site. So you find something online that you think is interesting, you can share it with our listeners and the hosts by submitting it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. And then others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what it is that you've suggested. You get to vote on things as well. And the most liked, making it to the front page and the top of the site at freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Daryl. And Mark. All right. So uh, we'll, of course, take your calls about whatever's on your mind. And in the news, well, today, there's this story about the bomb plot. Did you guys uh, Did you guys hear anything about these so-called anarchists? I hear anarchists are trying to blow up bridges. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, the... I heard the FBI foiled one of their own plots again. I, you know, you don't even really have to read the stories anymore to really take a, a stab at it and, and guess that, because that's what I heard about this as well. Uh, it's, it seems like almost every time the federal government is touting some alleged terrorists or some wannabe terrorists that almost every single time it's the FBI that has actually ginned up the entire thing from the get-go. Well, usually they have somebody going along to some level. I mean, certainly they're... Well, right. They, they get them to plant like a fake bomb, for instance. Or but provide the, point is, the person with the Bomb, the bomb or fake bomb or the money right. it's or the, the FBI's whatever. bomb. Um, they t- the people tend to be on the FBI's payroll. They've been cajoled by FBI undercovers, and I mean, you know, it's it's just dancing along this line of entrapment. Right. I mean, you said that they, yeah, they've got someone going along with it, and that's true. But it's only because they've persuaded them. It's only because they've talked them into it that uh, the FBI from the get go has been the instigator of these plots. And so we can talk more about that. But also, last night, didn't have a chance to mention, but we kind of teased it all night, never got to it. Brad Jardis was with us, a former law enforcement officer who ended up leaving law enforcement after he came out of the closet, not as a gay man, but as somebody who believes in ending the war on drugs. So as a police, an active duty police officer. who believes But he was in, active duty for quite some time while being against the war on drugs. He was for a, a, a few years, like maybe three years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they didn't target him, and they sure. did. They did come after him, and they eventually came after his job. He ended up keeping his job uh, due to a, a huge outpouring of support from the activist community up here that came out to his hearing that uh, that they they had, I guess, in front of the selectmen to determine whether or not he could keep his job. And uh, that that was it. Was just an interesting story, a, a Brad story. But obviously, he has a good perspective on the insanity of the war on drugs, and was going to t- to share with us. Uh, some news about the those crazy Secret Service agents. We had talked last week about the Secret Service and how it had been outed by the fact that uh, they had not paid, some of their agents had not paid a hooker that they'd hired down in Columbia. Allegedly. Well, right. She says that they owed her... X and 45 bucks or something? No, it was 800, I think, something. It was 800. They wanted to pay 30, I right. believe. They were, and I think it, was 50. it was settled for like 47. 
Yeah, so they stiffed the lady, and she went public with the information, basically. And now, eight hundred bucks seems like a lot of money for a hooker in, you know, it was an all night thing, any place. Uh, but it was an all night thing, and you know, you're not talking about some street whore. You're talking I, about a, I don't know what I'm talking. You're about. talking about a high uh, price call girls right. are not cheap, right? They say there's no such thing as thousand dollar hookers, only thousand dollar Johns. What are you guys? I don't know what that's supposed to mean. That means that you'd be willing to pay a thousand dollars for a hooker, apparently. Me? No. <laughs> if you if you think that this is an acceptable rate, sex is not rate, that important to me. <laughs> but there are there are people who think that's uh, that's excess, uh, you know, accessible, and there are very high end Johns who come into uh, cities like you know Vegas, for instance, and other places where. These are, you know, these girls, they make a mint off of these guys. I mean, they're the best looking girls in the, in the business and they, you know, they're staying all night long. So it's not like a, you know, quick hour in the, what do you call them? No tell motel. It's not, it's not like one of those kind of arrangements, which is going to only run you, you know, less than a hundred bucks or whatever. But. Uh, these, you know, it's not uncommon for girls to be more than a thousand dollars. Basically, you're paying a woman to party with you. What's that? If you're getting one of these high, price prostitutes you're paying the woman to party with you all night long okay and eight hundred dollars is not unreasonable from what i've heard on some of the high price prostitutes Uh, certainly somebody will charge you whatever you're willing to pay in this particular arena cocaine and several bottles of whiskey apparently fueled the elite agent's boneheaded fling with about 20 hookers at the posh hotel Jeez. in Cartagena, Colombia, according to a hotel staffer. This according to the New York Post. The employee responded to the trashed room with police and other hotel workers when one prostitute raised hell after a Secret Service member initially refused to pay her. When I went upstairs... I walked into See, a messy room. I find room. this very difficult to imagine, because what what part? This part that secret ser- that local police gave a flying flip at a rolling donut. What a hooker had to say over the word of a secret U.S. Secret Service agent. What makes you think they like the Secret Service? What makes you think that uh, that that I mean this 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 country receives a huge amount of money from uh, the United States? Does that it's basically a client state? So yeah, these police officers' jobs could very well be. Which one's more likely to get them fired, the Secret Service or the hooker? Well, I imagine there's a number of people in the uh, country of Colombia who don't much appreciate. The I US absolutely government. believe that that's correct. Yeah. How many of them work for the government, and how many of them have the cojones, as they might say down there, <laughs> in order to stand up and have their job, have, uh, you know, taken maybe out from more than you them. think, Mark. I mean, you're just completely speculating. So I am you speculating. Have no idea. You're just completely believing some story you're reading on the internet. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty much been vetted at this point. I would expect. I I just don't, you don't know think what these led guys to were doing what? this. I mean, you don't. You believe that these guys were doing what they are alleged to have been doing. Right? I sus- I don't know. I mean, I suspect that I suspect that Secret Service agents have probably been, and, and all kinds of people, men on vacation, have been uh, sleeping with hookers when they leave the country all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. The story I mean, to, to set this one up would be a pretty elaborate uh, scam, right? Like for the for whoever it would be that would have been faking this, it would be I pretty have elaborate, no idea. right? I don't so know. The, you'd have to get all the hotel staff in on it, and you'd have to get all these hookers in on it. No, this really happened. I mean, they really did walk into a hotel room, you know, trashed. After the, after the Trayvon Martin case, I'm not really convinced that the uh, media in the United States does a lot of vetting with the, with the stories that it writes. It seems to me that it write, just rewrites stories it reads. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, Mark. Uh, and, you know, if you want to believe that the Secret Service are a bunch of golden boys, then you can live in whatever what? fantasy golden world boys? What are you that you about? want to. 
Well, I mean, it sounds like you're questioning whether or not the Secret Service were actually hiring hookers, and you've got... You uh, know, I don't think he was questioning whether they hired the hooker. He's questioning whether or not this story actually happened the way the media says that it happened. So you don't question whether they were actually in the hotel room doing blow and drinking whiskey and trashing the hotel room? I couldn't tell you whether they were doing blow, drinking whiskey, mm-hmm. or trashing the hotel room. Seems plausible to me. I, you know, I don't doubt for a these second. Are, these are men who have power. They are men who are influential. They are well paid. They, uh, you know, they believe they can get away with these things. Plus, you've got former members of uh, the the White House press crew or whatever saying they've traveled with these guys in the past. And years ago in the past, and this has been a tradition among Secret Service members, this, uh, you know, what what you do outside the country, you don't tell anybody. Then it sounds like an easy way to get some agent or agents that you want to get for whatever reason you want to get them. Good. They should, you know, that's that's true. Uh, So anyway, back to the story here. Uh, He says, when I went upstairs, the room was messy and littered with two whiskey bottles and a line of white powder. I believe to be cocaine was on top of a round glass table in the room. That's according to the hotel staffer. He painted a picture of morning after mayhem in the lobby just two days before President Obama landed in the country for an international summit. The prostitute was screaming in the lobby that he didn't pay her. The early morning shift worker recalled she looked like she had a few drinks in her and she just wanted what was promised to her. She was very upset. The agent was supposed to pay her a bar fine on top of the pay rate for her sexual services, but he didn't. He said referring to the local practice of paying a fee to the Red Light District Hotspot Play Club to take one of its dancers out on a date and then another fee directly to the woman. Wow. So they picked them up at, uh, at a strip club. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll Now it makes more sense that they cost so much. More coming up here. (laughs) You can take control of the airwaves and uh, share what you think. This is Free Talk Live. The Seasteading Institute. They want to create freedom on the open seas. Did you know they're having a conference? Meet fellow entrepreneurs, investors, engineers, maritime professionals, and other forward-thinking individuals and discover where you fit into the up-and-coming for-profit seasteading sector. It's May 31st to June 2nd at La Meridian Hotel in San Francisco. Special rates for students and the press. Get a discount with promo code FTL. Get registered at seasteading.freetalklive.com. Seasteading.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here is 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are awaiting you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see that there. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on becoming part of the Shrine. Once again, shrine.freetalklive.com. For those who are listen, going to listen to the podcast this evening, um, you can get it at... Uh freetalklive.com. It'll be up there at about 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I did an interview with Patri Friedman, founder of the Seasteading Institute, about the uh, conference that they're having. At this uh, conference that's going on from May the 31st to June the 2nd, so about a month from now, you can meet fellow entrepreneurs, investors, engineers, ocean law experts, maritime professionals, and other forward-thinking individuals and discover where you fit into the uh, for-profit 
seasteading sector. Uh, this seasteading concert, excuse me, conference is going on from May the 31st to June the 2nd, as I said, at La Meridian Hotel in San Francisco. There are special rates for students and the press. You can get a discount with promo code FTL. When you register at seasteading.freetalklive.com. It's promo code FTL at seasteading.freetalklive.com. All right. So we're continuing here with the the news about the Secret Service. Just kind of an update on the story. At least I didn't I didn't hear about this initially. Maybe it was in the the initial reports, but I didn't hear about the cocaine thing until just a just a few days ago. Nor did I. Yeah. Uh, I knew that the CIA regularly ran cocaine for the federal government, you know. Bring it in for the cartels, but I uh, had no clue that the Secret Service was actually using. Well, they are in Colombia. It's probably not too hard to get your hands on down there, especially if you're dealing with uh, strippers. It's I don't want to I don't want to put all strippers in the same category. That would not be fair. I know that there are some strippers out there that don't use uh, cocaine, other hard drugs, but you know, there's kind of a bit of a stereotype. And maybe that stereotype exists for a reason when it comes to strippers and the use of cocaine. Am I uh, out on a limb on this one? I I, I have the same uh, prejudice that you have uh, regarding uh, strippers and cocaine. I remember uh, there was a girl I knew that worked at a strip club in Sarasota that will remain nameless, both girl and club. Uh, But the word that I had heard was uh, that the club owner was paying his girls in heroin. (laughs) I don't know if it's true. But, you know, it's just, just what I heard from the girl that worked there. So, <laughs> so did, did that break down to where it was at least above minimum wage? I, yeah, I would imagine you're doing all right. I mean, it, it, you know, getting... He's probably getting it wholesale, so why yeah. not? <laughs> right. And, of course, there is also allegations about one of the reasons why strip clubs have uh, so much cocaine in them is because the people running them are actually drug dealers and the strip club is a nice cash business that they can use to launder money with. You know, just a suggestion. So here you've got uh, Secret Service agents who are busted in the hotel room because they wouldn't allegedly would not pay one of these girls what she was asking for her services. What had alleged uh, had allegedly been agreed upon prior to the services being rendered. Dania Suarez is her is her name. Dania Suarez. And you said she's a uh, foxy lady, huh? A very attractive woman. Who That's why a- she's $800. Uh, apparently is working out a deal with either Playboy or Hustler now. Oh, I bet she is. Her. Yeah. She should. <laughs> so, well, I would say that probably the you know, to me what uh, the cost uh, aspect to this probably is is that she was she's a stripper too and so the club is then losing revenue by letting her go home with uh whomever she went home with and so that's part of the uh, sort of built-in costs Uh, i'm not so sure she's necessarily a stripper the way i understand this area of cartagena is the red light district okay and it's known for sex tourism okay and there are brothels up and down and basically, you go in and well, they picked them up pick at a up a girl. Club. They picked them up at a strip club, as right. I understand But it. the strip club could be a front for a brothel, sure. is what I'm saying. Sure. Well, I, do you need to have a front for a brothel if you're in Cartagena? I mean, it's I legal no there, clue. right? Well, prostitution's legal in right. uh, in Colombia. And Mark, I, I don't know if it was you or, or Brad, but somebody had told me that apparently there's another story about Secret Service agents picking up hookers in Costa Rica where prostitution is also legal. 
And, you know, people are going to avail themselves of whatever services that they can get abroad that they can't get at home. And that's just the way folks are. I mean, tourists are drawn to the things that are unusual and unique about a particular area. And if, uh, you know, where they're from, prostitution and drugs are illegal and where they're going, prostitution is legal and drugs are relatively easy to find and not enforced, then that's what they're going to do. Because it's taboo and everybody wants to do the thing that's taboo. And not all of them are going to do it, certainly, but, right. you know, hey, it was, it, I find it unsurprising. Well, Mark, you bring up, uh, you brought up earlier that you, it's hard to trust the, the media when there's so much poor reporting out there. And I, I agree with you. The media does do a, a generally poor job of reporting, but they do love a good scandal. And, uh, and I find something fishy about the whole story. I'm not going to say that really? I know what... It went on or anything like that. But I just find it really strange that police officers in a foreign country, especially basically a client state you of the United like States. sound like a conspiracy theory host I'm or just saying like I find it very strange. I uh, find it very strange okay. about the... Anyway. Uh, are you saying uh, that you believe the conspiracy theory, I guess is you know the best term to use, that the whole thing was a blown assassination plot? I don't know. I, have I've you heard, heard that theory? I, no, have I, heard I that haven't theory heard this one and, yet. <laughs> and I don't know what happened. I'm not going to claim to know anything. I'm just going to say, wow, it really, really surprises me that local police in Cartagena yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, are going to believe a hooker over a bunch of Secret Service agents. The hooker's got street cred. <laughs> okay. Who are these gringos? I mean, why would you believe them? Okay. Do you think that's how it would go here? Here... This is different. This no, is no, not- no. I'm asking you this. If the uh, the highest level of law enforcement from some other country came in a legal and a planned capacity to the, the United States. The Mexican federales come here. Yep. And they're I know on that official the US, business. I know yep. that the U.S. Watch uh, dodge, cops. Wiggle. No, and they're in Nevada, not- and they go to the Bunny Ranch, and they don't want to pay Air Force Amy <laughs> the fee that they agreed to. Tell me about Air Force Amy. <laughs> I know that uh, the police in this country tend to be at odds with one another. So why wouldn't they be at odds with police from other countries? Police in this country tend to, yeah, they've got their internal disputes, but they tend to honor police over They stick hookers. together. The well, thin blue line, Ian, you should Come know on, this all is about where you're it. At. You don't know what kind of relationship they have with I don't know anything. Why don't you just say, hmm, it's strange to me, too? No, it's not strange at all. Okay. I, I don't see it strange. These, cops, these guys, guys got busted. They're not real cops anyway. They're just a bunch of uh, you know interlopers and gringos down in a country where they don't belong, in a place where the U.S. government is flying in helicopters and poisoning people in the farmlands of Colombia and killing people. These guys are probably not loved at all, in my opinion. Um, let, let me ask this question. Would there still be a scandal if there was a dead hooker in the hotel room? I would hope so. Jeez, it's like he doesn't even live in the real world. Why wouldn't there be a scandal? No one cares about well, it, hookers. That's it's why. easier to cover up. How do you know no one cares about hookers, Mark? Because dead hookers can't tell anything. These girls are very att- attractive hookers, Indeed. apparently, and so they probably have a client list that's a you know very exclusive. And I imagine a lot of people care about them. Eight five five. They're not just your common street crack whore. I just one eight five five four fifty free. Your thoughts are welcome. 
what has happened to America and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here is 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where we give you the features on the site. So enjoy those. Uh, they're on the house, uh, including archives, which go way back, all the way back to late 2006. And you can download as many as your little heart desires, all for free, over at freetalklive.com. If you're looking to pick up some precious metals, a good place to do that is gold.freetalklive.com. There, the prices are stated right there. You can do some whatever comparison shopping you need to do. Some of the best rates you're going to find on the Internet at gold.freetalklive.com. And when you buy gold or silver from gold.freetalklive.com, you're helping Free Talk Live. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, to the phones and your thoughts. We've been talking about the prostitution secret service situation, which apparently also is now alleged to involve cocaine uh, and a, a trashed hotel room. We continue with Samantha listening in Austin, Texas. You're on Free Talk Live, Samantha. So I'm not exactly sure like how much I'd be able to, I guess, contribute or whatnot, but a while back around... May 1st, so April 5th, there was a screening around my neighborhood in, I guess, I don't know if the state matters. But there anyway. was a what around your neighborhood? Uh, like a video screening. Okay. Of, um, there's this movie uh, coming to theaters and DVD, some, I think May 5th, so sometime later on in May. But the movie is called Nefarious Merchant of Souls. And so what the movie's about is uh, prostitution around the world and how women are sold as early as 12 to 13 for as little as 2 to $3. Well, you're not like talking two- about prostitution. You're talking about sex slavery. It, sorry, yes. It's considered along the same line in that while some do it for fun and whatnot, others... It's not likely you've uh, got very many 12-year-old girls doing prostitution for fun. Uh, They're being sold into it. Uh, They are sex slaves. Human trafficking is what that's referred to. Usually uh, those are runaway teenagers who, unfortunately, and we touched on this last night on the program. Some countries they're just kidnapped and stolen. There's that. But uh, usually it's runaway girls that end up, they don't have anywhere to go. They don't know what to do. They certainly can't get a job at that age. So they end up going into uh, prostitution. That's a whole world away from a 24-year-old lady deciding on her own to become a stripper and then, you know, be a prostitute on the side. Yeah, and there's there's this uh, sort of thought process out there in the world, and I don't know who propagates it or, what, or whatever, but basically that no woman in her right mind would ever do prostitution. And I've got to say that that's just a bunch of hooey. I mean, you know... But, it, it, but in the same aspect, isn't it, like, wouldn't you consider it prostitution? 
prostitution in that, I mean, sure, it's, in some cases it, it would be human trafficking, but in other cases, when they're like willingly paying, you know, however much, here, I'll give you this, if you let me do this or something, I mean, wouldn't you consider it along the same lines, human trafficking and uh, prostitution? Would I consider prostitution along the same lines as human trafficking? No. And the reason is consent. Right. I meant in some cases. I mean, not all, but in some. I, you know, some some cars are stolen and then resold. Some cars are just sold. Um, you know, I think that it it comes it it comes down to that issue of consent. Okay. Well, I mean, no, the, I mean, I'm not trying to argue anything. I'm just no, I, I know. I, I'm just I, saying I, that I, you know, often, and I haven't seen this nefarious Merchant of Souls documentary on the global uh, sex trade. Uh, the first of three hard-hitting feature-length documentaries that expose the disturbing trends in modern sex slavery. But I, it has it sounds horrifying. It has that feel of one of right. these things that is preaching to the people of the world and saying that no person would ever intentionally enter into prostitution and that they wouldn't do that to themselves, that it's demeaning um, and, you know, whatever. Okay. And well, I, I mean, you don't know. I mean, we, you're speculating, right? You haven't I seen the movie. I am speculating. I'm sounds, just saying it has like that the, sound. sounds to me like the movie is focusing on sex slavery, which has nothing at all to do with Could prostitution. Well. Hey, Samantha, thanks okay. for the call tonight. I right. uh, hope you enjoyed the film. Uh, 855-450-FREE. It sounds absolutely horrifying, uh, this particular film, because sex slavery is probably one of the most horrifying things that can happen to somebody. Sure. Uh, so we continue here. You can also bring up what you want. I guess the website for that movie is nefariousdocumentary.com. Yep, that's right. As we go to Eric calling from New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Daryl, and Mark. Hey, guys. Well, first of all, thank you for taking my call, and I love your show. Thanks, Eric. Go um, ahead with your thoughts. I want to ask your guys' opinion about a recent news story. I just uplo- uploaded a video on the subject on Free Talk Live about an hour ago from okay. EvolutionNews.us. And uh, it's about the fact that the Obama administration just yesterday finally admitted that the U.S. military is attacking several countries with drones. Really? And okay. now they say that the drone killings are legally justified because sources in those countries are threatening the U.S. So yeah. I have a question for you. They've, up, they've upgraded the attacks on Yemen, and I believe they're being used in the, the Philippines, too. And oh, Pakistan. Really? I about that. Yep. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Um, what do you think? Since uh, President Obama, Senators McCain, Lieberman, others like Sarah Palin and other politicians are on record threatening other countries all the time, then does that give those countries the right to legally attack the U.S.? Well, I don't know about legally, but... Um, well, we, we can legally attack them because they're threatening us, so... Well, I'm not yeah, attacking anyone. I, I think, think that like you get into the, the no, murky... I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm saying us, U.S. Okay. Right. Well, I think we get into a very murky area when you start using this term legally, because, you know, when when uh, the attorneys general of the United States have figured out ways that, people, that the United States can legally torture in ways that they would have considered illegal in the, the 1940s when uh, Japan did it, I just, I mean, I just don't care what these big fat liars write down on pieces of paper and call legal anymore. Um, I prefer to use terms like moral. And I would say that if somebody's going around threatening that, you know, and you believe that that person's going to follow through with that threat, then you have the right to defend yourself from that person that's threatening you. But that's on an individual basis. So so if myself threaten a diplomat 
of another country, then that country has the right to use drones to bomb my neighborhood in the U.S. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody so, has a right except ridiculous. for individuals. I think that only individuals know, have rights and countries exactly. are just imaginary. And know, everything that Hitler did was legal in Germany. Yeah, everything. Gassing the Jews was legal in Germany. So when you start throwing out the whole, you know, this is well, legal and is that legal? Well, legal. Well, like it, it's, Hitler, he put it know, on the books, and we don't put it on the books. At least Hitler put it on the books. Well, I, we I don't know that they did or not. I mean, again, I don't, I, I don't consider myself part of the U.S. federal government, so I haven't put anything <laughs> on any books. But, uh, but they uh, usually do whatever they want, and then after the fact, they put it on the yeah. books. I mean, look at the Some NDAA. Lawyers, That's... And after the fact, just lawyers to say it was legal, and then you know, go through the whole. Well, it's judicial gymnastics, basically. Whatever. Yep. But that's. I just want to prove a point that you know, if we say that we can legally attack them, then they can legally attack us. Right. <laughs> it's a joke. It's just a uh, joke. I suppose if you want to buy into the whole status paradigm that they and uh, yeah, we exactly. actually exist yeah. and that we're somehow more than just individuals. You know, attacks, uh, the United States military's attacks, whether it's manned or unmanned um, around the globe, put U.S. citizens in danger. And, you know, legal, illegal, these things are meaningless to me, but they certainly, you know, I mean, if your mom or dad gets killed in some kind of, uh, or your sister or your beloved family member, gets killed in one of these you know b- drone attacks yeah it's pretty likely that you might be pretty upset and might want to do violence against the place that did it eric there's no doubt well, you know, that vi- they, they said they said that uh, excuse me what do you say oh go ahead um well you know it's on record that there was a memo from the pentagon from a general saying that we are at, um we're going after seven countries in five countries in seven years something like that you know and it's on record. So, you know, these other countries are going to say, oh, well, you can... Obama just came out yesterday saying that we can legally legally justify to attack them. So now we're threatening them, so they're going to legally attack us. It's ridiculous. Violence does beget violence. Eric, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI tool free line. Although, as I pointed out, uh, and I will continue to point out, I'm not we, not part of their thing. I'm peaceful. More coming up, Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. All the features that you'll find there we give to you. So once again, head on over to freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. They can handle accounts receivable for your company. If you got into business to do whatever the business was that you want to do and it wasn't 
accounts receivable and sending bills and collecting on those bills and all that other unpleasant stuff, SACL CAI can handle it for your company. You can uh, find out more by heading on over to their website. It's uh, you know, the, the banner for which is at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. It's run by a fine man named Jason Osborne, who's also the guy who's put together Porkfest, SACL CAI. All right, so uh, 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number here tonight. It's Ian with you. Daryl and Mark. And Daryl is joining us courtesy of his website, which is the Free Patriot Press. Yes. And it is at free-patriotpress? Free-patriot-press.com. Damn it, I need to get that right. Free, free You are a publisher of uh, something called a book? Uh, there are many books published by Free Patriot Press. You do a good job with it. You actually sent me some of them in jail, and it was very, uh, very good reading. I enjoyed it. And they're unique titles that uh, you really can't get anywhere else. Yeah, and over the summer, I intend to put back into print two very good books, uh, one being by Lysander Spooner, oh, excellent. No Treason. Classic. Uh, I'll be republishing the longest of the No Treason essays. So is this out of print entirely right now? There might be some place that you could find it, but I want to make sure that it's available for print. Neat. And I'll also be publishing some Emma Goldman essays. I wish whenever you said that you were in jail, you'd say, for civil disobedience. Oh, should I? Does it make me sound like a bad man if, yeah, I, if, I, if I don't say that? It sounds like you don't pay your bills or something. Uh, you know, more and more uh, people are being put in jail these or days, Or that you're Mark. not paying your Colombian prostitutes it, the you know $800 what? you agreed to. I know better than uh, dealing in black market activities than to stiff somebody in the black market. Now, I guess in, in Colombia, it's not the black market because it's it's legal to hire prostitutes down there. But from the perspective of people in the U.S., it's still considered, you know, naughty behavior. And apparently it, it would their lives would probably be better if she hadn't have spilled the beans about this. So therefore, if you're going to engage in that sort of thing, you better you better keep your people happy. You, you better go ahead and pay them what they're wanting. Even if they raise their rates, you're probably better off paying them. You know, I gave an example of when uh, this was years ago when we first made the move up here to New Hampshire. When I moved into my house that I'd purchased, I'd given the guys that were living there these essentially teenagers, old teenagers that were going to college uh, in town, kind of spoiled by mommy and daddy's money. Uh, they were living here and they trashed the house. And it was trash. We showed up after driving 26 hours straight, hoping to blow up an air mattress and throw it, you know, throw it down on the floor and go Get to some sleep. sleep. Uh, no, there was no room on the floor for an air mattress. It was just trash. Garbage we, everywhere. We spent two hours just cleaning enough space out to to go to sleep, basically. But one of the things we found there while we were cleaning out was evidence of at least two grow rooms uh, on the premises. That's correct. Uh, two marijuana grow rooms. And had I not been such a you know open-minded kind of guy, if I were, say, oh, I don't know, a statist thug or some sort of uh, anti-drug nutcase, I'd have called the police on these kids and then, you know, let let the police know what they'd been up to. Of course. I, I'd like to point out that if you had done so, the police would then be uh, under the the, the 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 seizure laws that are out there. They, they could very well have taken your house. Um, you know, they could have taken – if that's true, Mark, then they could have done the same thing when they raided my tenants uh, a couple of years ago and they actually did find a grow operation. You just never know what they're going to do. That doesn't – just because they didn't doesn't mean they couldn't. Yeah. 
I'm just telling you, they didn't, and it was, you know, they knew who I was when my tenants were raided. They sure. didn't know who I was when I'd first come into town. Sure. Uh, so anyway, my point being that uh, had these guys been smart, they would have done as they were asked 90 days in advance and found a new place to move and, you know, made sure to, to pay all their debts, but they didn't. And they only just lucked out that I was, you know, cool enough to keep my mouth shut about what I found there. So, yeah, when you're going and engaging in activities like this, you know, pay your people what you tell them you're going to pay them. And then they'll keep keep it quiet for you. Let's go to Craig listening in Kentucky. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hello there, gentlemen. Craig, uh, sorry, I've got to turn you up here. Go ahead. How are you guys doing tonight? What's on your mind, Craig? Um, On my mind tonight is life insurance, um, specifically uh, a life insurance that's paid in through a uh, a fund for... Oh, you got to watch your chin there or whatever. You're, you keep hitting uh, phone buttons. We can't let that okay. go on, so keep going. Okay, okay. like but the, the insurance that would be paid in for teachers, uh, um, uh, the um, teachers, uh, I guess it's a life insurance. When a teacher passes away, the they name a beneficiary, and the beneficiary receives the funds after mm-hmm. they pass away. Okay. Okay. I have a problem, and I think we all have a problem in this country in this with this. Um, I had to go to a different state today to, to cash a check written on a large insurance company because the local banks wouldn't cash the check. And the check was made payable to me because my mom passed away and left me as her beneficiary. Okay. So why is the bank, sorry, is it your bank that you went to? Yes. So you're saying your bank wouldn't, wouldn't cash a check? Wouldn't cash a check, and did you have the money? So, I guess normally when you walk into a bank and the check is a large amount, is this a large check? Uh, it wasn't large. It wasn't a substantial check. It was a. It, the check was for um, a moderate amount. What's it that wasn't, mean? It wasn't a large. Give me, give me a, a number. Was uh, it more than you had in your bank account? Um, it was more than was in the bank account, but that, that's why that, they didn't cash your check. That doesn't have anything to do with it. Okay. Because if you have a company such as uh, a large life insurance company that's worth billions of dollars, and they write checks to beneficiaries because someone passes away a life insurance policy, then somebody should cash that check well but well, i guess if- here's what i want to um, make sure that we're we're clear on were you trying to deposit the check or were you trying to cash, cash the check i was trying to cash the check okay so that is might be your the- first time trying to cash a, a large check on a, a bank no nope. no sir that was my bank that i do business with but I've, the, I've, de- the, I've deposited up to the uh, insurance to- company though they don't have an account at the same bank right no, they didn't. Usually, a bank's not going to get do anything, but maybe give you a little bit of money as a uh, as a bonus on. The, or I don't know how to what the right term is, but front a full, you. Oh, yeah, they're going to front you a little bit on a check, and then they're going to wait for that thing to clear, and then they're going to let you get the money. Right. They if don't that know bank if you... isn't the bank upon which that check is drawn. Right. If you walk into the bank that that check came from, then they can pull up the account instantly. They can verify the funds are there, and if you've got an account at that same bank, you can get the cash that same. Day, but if it's bank to bank, yeah, it's going to take three to five days. I, I agree with it. that, but uh, see, I deposited over forty thousand dollars in that bank prior to that. How much but, was this check for? This check was for fifteen thousand dollars. But you said you didn't have that much money in the account. 
oh, I didn't have that much money in the account at the time, but I had, I had deposited that much money. But it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I'm surprised I had to explain to somebody how check cashing works when you've ostensibly done this before. Yeah, but that, that's, not, that's not the problem. The problem is if an insurance company ha- is worth millions of dollars. But the bank doesn't know that. Yeah, they don't know if it's a forged check or what it is. Right. You could be walking in there with some nonsensical thing you printed out on your uh, your computer printer and trying to trying to you know engage in fraud at this bank, and that's why they well, wait. That's why you have to they, wait till it clears. All they have to do is to run the numbers. No, it's not that easy. It's a several day long process. It's a very bureaucratic uh, process. I mean, my ex girlfriend worked at a bank, and so I'm kind of familiar with how some of this stuff well, works. I'll disagree with you on that, and I can prove it. You can go to three different banks, and you'll get three different answers. Well, each bank has different policies on how long it takes them yep. to to, uh, to cash uh, okay. checks. Okay, then why doesn't each bank have the same policy if they're concerned about fraud? Same reason that they business. all have different they all have different uh, risks they're willing to take for their customers. Craig, thanks for the call. Maybe you just find need to shop around and find a different bank. Eight five five four fifty free. Really? I mean, that guy sounded like he was a uh, middle aged. You'd think he knows how uh, cashing a check works. At this One point, would think. I- I wonder whether we were missing something out of that story, but no. it didn't make any sense to me. He walked into a bank with a check that was more than what he had in his account and wanted to cash it. You gotta wait, man. Why can't I get a Big Mac at Burger King? <laughs> Is basically what his question was. There was actually the policy you can have it your way, right? The sure. policy at my ex-girlfriend's bank was uh, that they would actually front people some cash. Sure, they would uh, on their account, but it was only up to two hundred bucks. Eight five five four fifty three, and even that was a risk because they're risking that money, but they were doing it to make their bank stand out from the other banks. Sure. Uh, there's more coming up here. 855-450-FREE, plus the cost of what it uh, might cost you to go to the Bunny Ranch coming up. All right, podcast listeners. May the 13th is Mother's Day. It's coming up real quick. And you've got to get a gift for mom. You've got to get a gift for your wife. Consider proflowers.com. They've got this rainbow bouquet, and it's beautiful. It's got all the colors of the rainbow, roses and red, orange, yellow, pink, white, I'm looking at a picture of it here, and and any one woman would find this lovely. And if you use coupon code FTL, you can get a dozen rainbow roses for your mom, plus a free glass vase for only $19.99. It's a great price, and they're guaranteed to last seven days. Go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone, type in the coupon code FTL. For my radio listeners, you can get a second dozen and an upgraded purple vase and chocolates for just $10 more. So you can, uh, you know, if you've got a wife and a mother, you can handle them all in one fell swoop. Um, if, is there a new mom in your life? Make sure you remember them too. Order now, scheduled delivery for mom on Mother's Day. And this is something you've got to handle. It's going to be very helpful for Free Talk Live. Proflowers.com is a huge name in the radio industry. And we'd love to make a great showing with them. This is the first time they've advertised with us. So, uh, podcasters, I'm counting on you. Go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone, and type in the coupon code FTL and get the rainbow bouquet for mom this Mother's Day. Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves here at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are provided to you free. You may go and enjoy them and also create the content 
of the site by submitting different news items or YouTube videos or maybe blog posts or fun stuff. Whatever you find online that you think is interesting, you think our listeners would enjoy, you can submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com. Then other listeners vote as to whether or not they like or dislike it. And you get to vote on things as well. The most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site. So head over and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Daryl. And Mark. Uh, so last hour, we started the show out talking about the Secret Service shenanigans uh, in Colombia. Apparently, they've also allegedly been involved in some prostitution happening in uh, Costa Rica, another place where prostitution is legal. And uh, now the news is that apparently cocaine was allegedly involved, at least according to one hotel staffer who, when they were called up to deal with uh, some commotion that was happening in the hotel room after the the prostitute had been denied the amount of money that she had believed she was going to be paid for the evening, uh, they came up there and they found the hotel room was trashed, uh, that uh, there were empty whiskey bottles and a line of what appeared to be cocaine on a glass top table in the hotel room. So you've got uh, these uh, these agents working for the U.S. government who are doing cocaine while ostensibly on the job or close to being on the job. And according to Brad Jardis over at freekeen.com, Brad's a former law enforcement agent, and he points out this is serious hypocrisy. Uh, he says that when the, with the Secret Service now investigating cocaine use by its agents in Colombia, I think it's a good time to point out some serious hypocrisy in the United States Code with regard to the Second Amendment. He says federal law in the United States makes it a serious federal offense to possess a firearm or ammunition if you are a user of illegal drugs. Then he goes on to cite the actual code, 18 U.S.C. 922. He says, if you, if you use cocaine and get caught possessing even a single round of ammunition, you can go to federal prison for multiple years, depending on where you fall on the federal sentencing guidelines uh, as established by the U.S. Sentencing Commission. If you are a federal agent or police officer and decide to use cocaine, luckily, you are exempt from the laws that normally would put you in federal prison for being a prohibited person under the Gun Control Act of 1968 for ingesting your choice of intoxicating chemical substance. You know, it makes one wonder in this situation because I I read the same article and I was, you know, so I was trying to figure out why did they write this law this way? I mean, it seems like a, you know, just amazing amount of hypocrisy right from the start. Who the heck ever said it was okay for uh, Secret Service agents and law enforcement officers to ingest cocaine carrying a gun and there wouldn't be any crime for it? And then I thought about it for a, a little while and I said, well, you know, if one of these, I mean, these people go deep cover, they're willing to do anything in order to catch whomever it is they're willing to catch. And if for whatever reason, some federal agent or law enforcement officer or whatever is ingesting drugs in order to get into the uh, the deep bowels of one of these big cartels, as the TV shows would have us uh, uh, suggest that they do, giving up their lives for months on end. Then, I don't think the Secret Service is doing that, but nonetheless, not the go Secret ahead. Service. But I'm, you know, this is written for all law enforcement officers. Mm-hmm. The Secret Service is, uh, is is included. Then I can see how they would not want, because I mean, at that point, they would have made it illegal the behavior, and they'd be stuck. Do you understand? Yeah, I, I mean, I totally understand. They're going to write exemptions for their own people and their own laws. I mean, it's not murder when they do it. But from their point of view. They see this as a necessity. They have to allow their law enforcers yeah, to ingest reason, drugs no, while armed. No. If that were the reason for it, then they would be only exempting those undercover agents. If what do you they, mean those undercover agents? Well, you're saying they're doing it because some of them are going undercover. 
Yeah. Right? You're saying that's the reason for the law? That they no. could write it specifically. Any law enforcement officer while undercover is exempt from... Right. I guess they could write it that but way. No, Article me, blah, blah, blah. Let me share with you here the re- section on this, uh, 18 U.S.C. 925, Relief from Disabilities. The provisions of this chapter, so the chapter we're talking about was the 922, which says that you can't have uh, a firearm and controlled substance or you're screwed. Uh, hardcore says here these provisions relating to firearms subject to the prohibitions of section 922 shall not apply with respect to the transportation shipment receipt possession or importation of any firearm or ammunition imported for the united states or any department or agency thereof or any state or any department agency or political subdivision so we're not just talking about law enforcement officers we're talking about any agency within the united states government so you could be working for the Department of Education. Right, the Department of Education, the Welfare Department. The, the Sanitation Department. Government Accountability Office. I mean, any of these people carrying a firearm and cocaine would not fall under the same provisions that you and I would. Well, I, I get it. And, and so I'm trying to think here. So what if, um, you know, they, they do have armed Department of Education personnel, correct? There, there are all kinds of enforcement wings in the yes. federal government. Um, and so what if one of these Department of Education personnel you know, catches a student with coke or whatever and has to bring it to the office or something <laughs> like that? I'm just saying I can see why these people have written it the way they have written it from their own point of view. Yes, I see the hypocrisy. Also, I'm just saying I can kind of get where they're, do, where they're going with it. I think you're just uh, applying way too much to this. It, 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 they just want to exempt themselves from their own rules. I mean, that's all. Eight five five four fifty free. As Brad points out, if government agents use cocaine with prostitutes and possess handguns and machine guns on the cusp of various serious, serious responsibility of protecting the president of the United States in Colombia, they can only get fired because federal law doesn't apply to them. They are That's above right. that particular law. So, and in this was... case, I believe they were all just asked to resign. That's true. They didn't even get fired. Because I guess if they are fired, then that probably brings in more union protections and rights of, uh, you know, being appealed. And well, is there a union for Secret Service? There's unions for all kinds of government I, agencies. I suspect the reason is is that way they can go on to some police department someplace. With you know, if, if they have a if they have a resignation, then they haven't been fired. Right, right. and Point. that looks better on paper. You know, I yep. mean, if they've got to go to Anchorage in order to do it or whatever, then they'll do it. But what's the guy's yep. name? Hopkinton or something like that was uh, one of the guys that had been fired we were talking about. I don't know. Uh, Huntington, I believe. Huntington on air or off. I can't remember. But, you know, who's going to think of this guy when he comes when he applies next year at a local uh, police station? They may or may not uh, look him up. Said, oh, Secret Service agent. Huh? Excellent. Well. Well, just take you right in. And, you know, Great maybe they point. care. Maybe they don't care. I think that's that's the most salient point that you can make on this one. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. But don't worry. It's an isolated incident. Right. They, they, they would never do it. I mean, this is not something that happens across the Secret Service. It was only a few of their their members, and this was just outrageous behavior. And the rest of the Secret Service agents, you know, those guys are – they've got it together. They know what they're doing. Actually, you know, just just to give you a heads up on uh, what the the punishment ostensibly was here for these Secret Service agents, apparently approximately a hundred of them uh, have been forced to attend some sort of a uh, re-education training or something like that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. There really hasn't been much else as far as uh, any kind of restructuring or yeah. punishment or, or anything. It's just some, some kind of respect classes. Here, yeah, here you go. Go to a two-hour-long uh, course, and <laughs> we'll consider you guys fixed.
That'll take care of it. But that's only the Secret Service that would behave in this way. It's not like the U.S. military members are raping each other or anything like that. According to ArmyTimes.com, Fort Hood, Texas, minutes after returning to his room after a long day of training, Iraqi soldiers, special agent, or specialist rather, Jarrett Wright, heard the door open. Three of his fellow soldiers entered and pushed him down on the bed. Wright struggled, but the other soldiers were too strong. Two of them, both sergeants, held him down by the shoulders. Another grabbed his legs. The soldiers ripped off Wright's belt and tore off his pants and underwear. Taking turns, the sergeants grabbed Wright's genitals, while the third soldier repeatedly shoved a finger into his anus. The attack lasted about a minute, but Wright was not the first nor the last soldier in C Troop, 1st Squadron, 9th Chivalry Cavalry <laughs> Regiment to endure this chivalrous. kind of assault. The unit calls itself Crazy Troop. Sounds kind of crazy. Wright, who spoke to Army Times... It begins with a C. What the heck? ...about what happened to him, said all the new guys in the troop experienced some sort of initiation. We'll explain more about one of the more disturbing hazing stories. 855-453 from Crazy Troop. <laughs> crazy is yeah. right. 855-450-3733. But that's... You know, it's just these guys and just a few Secret Service isolated members. Isolated incident. Right. Just isolated. It's not like you give men power and they go crazy or anything. Free talk live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here for you, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that await you. Again, freetalklive.com. Lots of stuff there, including our mobile site. Go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our live streams and the podcast there, plus access to the software that you'll need to listen to the live streams. Go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With bitcoins, there are no contracts that you've got to sign or terms of service that you've got to abide by. You can go download their bitcoin software for free and be using them in just a few minutes. With bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world with no fees. You don't need the permission from any bank or governmental agency. Learn more. Visit weusecoins.org. It's weusecoins.org. And now, thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your bitcoins with cash, go to bitinstant.com. Bitinstant.com. We're sharing with you yet another story of government agents, in this case, not the Secret Service, we already talked about them, but members of Crazy Troop, or that's what they call themselves, C Troop. It is uh, 1st Squadron, 9th Cavalry Regiment. Uh, located out of Fort Hood, Texas, this news story coming from ArmyTimes.com, and it's it's pretty graphic. Uh, their description of what went on here. 
the uh, so, one of their specialists, Sergeant, or excuse me, Specialist Jarrett Wright, uh, had basically been anally raped uh, with fingers, the multiple fingers of different co-workers or co-soldiers or whatever superiors. you want to call them. Superiors even, yes, yeah, sergeants came in. They held this man down and they took turns uh, molesting him. They call it the stink finger treatment. And is, was there a name for this? I just... <laughs> uh, it's, it's horrifying. And again, the unit calls themselves Crazy Troop. Wright, who spoke to Army Times about what happened to him, said all the new guys in the troop experienced some sort of initiation. However, the initiations escalated with the attacks on him and two other specialists. He said the two other victims also described identical attacks in interviews with the Army Times. They typically do not name the victims of sexual assault, but Wright decided to speak out publicly in order to try to prevent future attacks and insisted that he be named in the story. He says none of us wants this to happen to other people. If there's something good that can come out of this, it's, uh, it is prevention of that. I used to play football, he said. I know what hazing is. I know what stupid stuff is. This is too far. The cases against the soldiers in the 1st Squadron stem from incidents that happened during a one-year deployment in Iraq from September 2010 to August 2011 after the attacks were reported. Four soldiers were charged with crimes ranging from aggravated sexual contact to hazing, maltreatment, and breaking and entering. Three of the soldiers have already been to court-martial, and a fourth is pending. Defense attorneys declined to speak with the Army Times. One of the specialists has been moved to a different barracks on post, but Wright still lives down the hall from one of the molesters, uh, who's not under any Man, special... Man, that's got to make you feel uncomfortable. You know, you've got some kind of legal thing going on and this against this person, yep. and they're right, right down the hall. By the way, he's not under any pretrial confinement, uh, according to reports. I mean, this guy sounds like he has, uh, you know, he's got a lot of intestinal fortitude. He's, he's uh, you know, strong-willed. And, you know, seeing this guy, maybe maybe he feels, you know, I don't know how he feels when he sees him in the hall and that kind of thing. But it's got to be very strange. I mean, here you are trying to get, essentially trying to get this guy locked up. And there uh, he is down the hall. Another one of the molesters or rapists, I guess you, I guess rape would be a more accurate term yep. here. Uh, rapist Cornell is already out of jail after this court-martial, and he's back in the unit, <laughs> right back where they had him originally. Hold on, crazy so he was, troop. He was court-martialed and allowed to stay in the army? He's back. Yeah, he went to the brig for a while, and now he's back. Wow. Not that big of a deal. Come on. Uh, it's just a little rape. Well, and, uh, <laughs> apparently this is not an isolated incident. No. Uh, I pulled up a story from Reuters, or Reuters. Reuters. Two women are suing military academies for being raped. Oh, the the, the raping of uh, women is prolific uh, within the military. The, there's what? a lawsuit against the naval ca- the naval academy in Annapolis, Maryland, and the U.S. military academy in West Point, mm. New York. Yeah, what, what was it? One in three that the NPR report said. One in three women uh, after they're done in the military say they've been raped. That was the number. Uh, I've heard something along those lines. One of the specialists had been moved to a different barracks on post, but Wright still lives down the hall. And again, this other guy had been brought back into the unit. The three victims planned to leave the army within the next year. The third soldier had uh, to be assaulted, had seriously considered re-enlisting, he said. But once the trial started and we watched these guys walk, the level of stress was too much. The first specialist to be assaulted and Wright, whose assault was the second to occur, both hoped to someday return as commissioned officers. First specialist said, I was raped. I want to be discharged just to feel safe again. I need to be around people I can trust. How can I feel safe with a non-commissioned officer when I was sexually assaulted by them? 
goes on to point out here that in January of this year, the Justice Department changed the definition of rape to be the penetration, no matter how slight, of the vagina or anus with any body part or object or oral penetration by a sex organ of another person without the consent of the victim. And so these guys... They want to get away, as they're pointing out here, because the, the rapists are still there in the same division as uh, as their victims. And so they're basically saying, yeah, well, we're going to leave. If if and these guys won't be forced out, we're going to have to leave. Did, did I hear you properly? They're asking to be discharged and they are not being able to leave? Uh, it doesn't say that they're being prevented from leaving. No, it sounds like they, they are going to be leaving. But they have to fulfill their contract they're they're not getting right. they can't to just leave walk out the early yeah. they've right. got to leave because they, they were raped they have to at the very least wait or wait around as long as the united states military says they've got to wait around according to new army policy the three soldiers could request to be reassigned something they said they are considering jeez i would think Meanwhile, it's the first very strange. Calvary Division, the soldiers' parent division, has launched a thorough 15-6 investigation of these incidents. I imagine that's some code within the military, uh, including actions taken or not taken by the chain of command. Therefore, it would be inappropriate for us to answer further questions at this time, is what they told the Army Times. But senior leaders at the Fort Hood, where the first squadron is based, are taking reports and instances of hazing seriously, said the Lieutenant General Don Campbell, commanding general of Fort Hood and uh, and ill core Campbell ordered a post-wide stand down in March and hazing and the prevention of it was one of the topics he emphasized to his soldiers. He told the army times it's a leadership issue. We can't look the other way when hazing has been brought to the attention of any leader at ill core. We have dealt with it in a very quick way. So according to some of these military officers, that they are doing their best. We are just on Johnny on the spot here. We're on top of things. Yes, we're going to let this guy live down the hall from you. And yes, we're <laughs> going to bring back this uh, this other man who is uh, one of the rapists. And he's going to be in the same area as you. And no, uh, you can't just go ahead and go home because you've been raped. But uh, you could put in for a request for uh, a transfer because we care about you. I mean, it's so funny that they the lip service they're paying to... Uh, you know, the, we're, we're, we're handling this. But at the same time, they've actually got these people living together. Nobody would do this. This is insane. This is crazy. Well, it is Crazy Troop. Uh, 855-450-FREE. <laughs> and there's more about Crazy Troop coming up here because it's not all about uh, rape. The anal penetration is so crazy. We're insane. Crazy Troop. But that's normal compared to something else. We'll tell you more about the crazy troop here in a moment. 855-453. SACL CAI toll free line, but it's an isolated case. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can dial in, bring up whatever's on your mind, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features 
that awaits you there. We've got a webcam where you can watch, you can listen, and interact because the chat room's built into the same page as the cam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to find that and uh, get interactive there all for free. That's cam.freetalklive.com. We've been talking about uh, corruption in the Secret Service and also horrible uh, goings-on in the military amongst their own. I mean, we've heard plenty of stories about the military killing and, uh, you know, raping and uh, just doing horrible things over in Iraq and Afghanistan, but uh, apparently it's not just restricted to the native populations. They're also doing horrific things to their own uh, brothers in arms uh, behind the, the lines here. You've got a story out of the Army Times about Crazy Troop, which uh, that's what they call themselves. It's C Troop from the 1st Squadron, 9th Cavalry Regiment, and it was while training Iraqi soldiers, I guess it was after he got back from doing a day of training, one of the specialists, Jarrett Wright, uh, was held down by multiple men, uh, including two sergeants, who then uh, took turns going at his anus with their finger. And I they used a glove. I don't know. It doesn't make that clear, Mark, if they uh, took that level of uh, caution. But there's more about Crazy Troop here. By the way, the guy that was raped wasn't the only one that they did it to. There was a handful of guys that had received this treatment, uh, this hazing. And... As a result, uh, there were some court-martials that happened. One of the the guys has already gotten out of jail from the court-martial and has been put right back in Crazy Troop. With the guy uh, that reported him. Correct. And there's the possibility that they the could brave transfer- individual that reported him. Yeah, th- there's a possibility. And, and demanded that his name go public. Correct. There's the possibility they could be uh, transferred out, but they haven't actually requested that transfer yet and are just hoping to just leave, I guess. Maybe over, they're expecting the Army to do the right thing and transfer those guys out. Uh, that apparently hasn't happened yet. Kevin's listening in Indy to WXNT. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Daryl, and Mark. I just wanted to kind of caution you guys on something. This is an area that uh, there has been some scamming going on in the past on the part of individuals that claim rape, and then they're, they're on disability the rest of their lives. And or if something like this does happen to them, they're on disability the rest of their lives. It's just, I, I know of one individual that supposedly was raped. He, ac- he actually confided in me that he wasn't, but he's been on disability for over 10 years now, and you would not believe the money that he receives from the government every month. You know, I'm, I'm certainly not going to say that that's not true. In this instance, this guy, you know, brought his name forward. He had the option of keeping it uh, secret. And it says that says to me that this is an individual that's very concerned with what's going on in this area. The second thing I'd like to say is that the person that you know may be so ashamed of what occurred that he's lying about, you know, the, the story in or- to you in order to you know, in his mind, raise his estimation um, with you. I mean, you know, it's just, this is such a murky and weird topic, you know? Well, in this case, this individual uh, was a, he he had a serious drug addiction problem. He was actually homeless for 15 years. And this was one way he actually, his family was uh, pretty well connected with one of our senators here in the state. And this was their way of actually for him to, this is what they steered him into to actually, acquire the money. I'm just saying either way, if it's legitimate or it's not legitimate, there's definitely scams going on and people are receiving money for the rest of their lives for this type of situation. And either way, I don't, I, this guy is fully able to work. He's, yeah. you know, he, he knows what's going on. It's just, it's just a big scam. 
Well, I wouldn't say, yeah, I would have to agree with you that that's not really a disability. I mean, it could certainly cause some serious mental trauma, but it's not a disability in the same way that being crippled uh, is a disability. The problem with getting a check in this certain way. The problem with getting a check in this instance is that you're then incentivized not to get fixed in the head. So, you know, I mean, you're you're constantly going to leave yourself in this netherworld of unbeing, uh, of being not fixed, even if it's legitimate. And, you know, if you do get fixed, then the check goes away. Then why in the world would you ever want to be fixed? Kevin, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. I think in this case, uh, we're dealing with a real situation. You've got guys who've been court-martialed and found guilty have gone to the brig for this. And again, it's crazy. But very troop. short periods of time. Uh, they, they, they're calling themselves crazy troops. So this is just, this is not everything. You know, the rape is not the only thing that's been going on here. In fact, the abuse at Crazy Troop, according to ArmyTimes.com, was not limited to the three soldiers interviewed by the Army Times. Included in the investigation are snippets of video that show a junior officer from 1st Squadron being hazed by his fellow soldiers. Fort Hood officials aired portions of the video for an Army Times reporter. In the video clips, the officer is duct taped to a pole as several soldiers watch. He is shirtless, wearing only his Army combat uniform pants. Soldiers take turns pouring water on him, as well as packets of flavored drink mix. At the end of one segment of video, one of the soldiers grabs the officer's pants near the groin, and the officer is seen pulling a handful of unidentifiable substance from inside his pants. What in the, whatever that means. Wright and the other <laughs> victims interviewed by an Army Times said the officer in the video was a captain who was subjected to the same anal, uh, anal penetration that they were. Fort Hood officials declined to identify the officer being hazed or the other soldiers in the video or comment on whether anyone was disciplined for the incident. Citing the 15-6 requested by Benson, the Army also did not respond to questions about whether the chain of command within 1st Squadron was being investigated, whether the command climate was being examined, or if any leadership within the unit might be disciplined in connection with the assaults on the junior soldiers. So, no answers to any of those questions. So was anybody drinking the juice mixture that was being poured on? I have no idea. <laughs> Things are crazy in Crazy Troop, i got to say. They did note that the platoon, troop, squadron, or brigade leadership have changed out since the incidents that were the subject of the court-martial. Well, that fixes everything. <laughs> well, it certainly couldn't hurt. According to this I, I, uh, report. I'm stunned by everything I'm, re- I'm hearing here. <laughs> on March 22nd, Sergeant Major of the Army Ray- Raymond Chandler. You know what? I spent... Eight years, six months, and 21 days in prison. And I never saw some crap this crazy in my life. This is insane. I mean, I'm just stunned by this. Nobody in prison would waste Kool-Aid like that. (laughs) (laughs) Hazing has no place in our army, according to the army's Raymond Chandler, a sergeant major. He says, we will not tolerate hazing in any form, and we will hold those in violation of this policy accountable for their actions. Since 2006, the Army's had 71 incidents or cases that meet the criteria for hazing, and those cases involved 139 subjects and 123 victims. Of all the subjects, at least 65 received some sort of punishment, while 43 are pending adjudication. No action was taken against the other 21. By the way, soldiers from 1st Squadron 9th Cavalry Regiment deployed to Iraq in September of 2010 and then settled into the contingency operating site Marez in Mosul. Uh, one of the men who served in the headquarters for headquarters, excuse me, served in the headquarters and headquarters troop, 
whatever that means, was moved to C Troop in March of 2011. The two other specialists were transferred to C Troop during the deployment. The soldiers said it was common for soldiers in the platoon to be subjected to the so-called credit card swipe, where soldiers would run their hands between a soldier's butt cheeks. <laughs> So apparently it, it escalated from the credit card swipe. swipe it yeah. used to be a credit card swipe, and then this I guess it was totally, a credit card insertion after that. It sounds totally like a, an escalation situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Well, you're not bothered by the swipe? <laughs> Have a little credit card insertion for you. Just like the gas pumps. Another common occurrence uh, took place when the soldiers would board a bus to get their, to their training site to work with the Iraqi counterparts. As a soldier boarded the bus, the soldiers already seated would jab their fingers up that soldier's butt as he walked by, they said. Now, do you think that Crazy Troop is an all-gay troop? Or no. are these people who believe they are heterosexual and are likely very uncomfortable by the, you know, the presence of, of a true gay man? I think that this is the domination technique. Um, I mean, you know, you, I, I think this is absolutely what is one. You know, people trying to establish dominance over their others. I just think it's interesting how, in some of the most ostensibly heterosexual places, that you've got the you know these kinds of guys. A lot of these guys. I'm speculating here. A lot of these types of guys are real tough, manly men, right? We are men, and you know, we're really into being men. But yet, and, and they act maybe very uh, homophobic, perhaps towards gay guys. But yet, they're sticking fingers up each other's butts and doing credit card swipes. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live about crazy. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll free number here, 855 450 free. And joining you tonight, it's Ian, Daryl, and Mark. 1 855 450 3733. Maybe you want to share your hazing story. Whether you were in the military or were hazed in another uh, manner. You know, I didn't really expect to bring hazing up so soon. Uh, we talked about hazing several weeks ago on, I think it was the Saturday edition, but it was more of the, ho- the college hazing style hazing, which in some cases can be dangerous and, and also, you know, risky for the, uh, the participants. But what we're talking about right now is military hazing, which, at least in the case of Crazy Troop in uh, Iraq, Sea Troop, they are pretty intense. I mean, we're talking about rape. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I remember the a, a couple of military guys calling in when we were talking about it the other Saturday night and uh, saying that it's okay for the military uh, troops to do hazing because they're building camaraderie and uh, unit cohesion. I'm like, what kind of unit, unit cohesion is this? Well, according to the uh, spokespeople or some of the spokespeople, this is unacceptable. Not just the uh, the rape-style hazing, but any kind of hazing, they say, is unacceptable. Well, they're always the going to say that. Well, not the guys that call. The guys that call are like, yeah, I like the school hazing. No, hazing's he, he's right. saying that the top officials will always say it's unacceptable. Yeah, right, right. Just like uh, Leon Panetta says the 19,000 sexual assaults in the military each year is unacceptable. But they keep going on. But it keeps happening. And, and they don't discharge the people that do it 
According to the specialist, every junior soldier in the unit, at least E4 and below, was subjected to some sort of harassment. However, the assaults continued to escalate. So it went from the credit card swipe, as they called it, where new soldiers in the platoon were subjected to soldiers running their hands between the new soldiers' butt cheeks to the actual uh, penetration of that soldier's anus with fingers of even, in some cases, superior officers like sergeants. The first specialist to be sexually assaulted got to Troop C in March of 2011. The soldier told the Army Times that he was in his containerized housing unit sleeping. What is a containerized housing it's, unit? It's um, just the back of a, you know, the, like the container unit from a truck. You know, I don't, what a I container don't know what that a, means. a container is okay. I know what a container is, but I mean, okay. I don't normally think of humans being put in containers. It sounds like okay. packaging. So these are this is like the the tr- the the back of a semi tractor trailer. Okay, they have smaller and larger ones that can be picked up and put onto ships or trains. Oh, right, and right. converted to houses in some those cases. Those shipping containers. Okay, okay, shipping container. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with those. So he was in a containerized housing unit sleeping when uh, the rapists. Nunez, Byers, Cornell, Newitt, and Hill burst into his room. They ripped off his pants, began fondling and groping his genitals, and at least one of the attackers pushed his finger. I don't. (laughs) Don't ask me. It's all beyond me. Uh, uh, Pushing his finger up the specialist's anus, he he said I was struggling, fighting the whole time, screaming for them to stop. It lasted maybe 40 seconds, and then they said, welcome to the platoon. The specialist said he told his fellow soldiers what had happened. But that this happened to everyone in the platoon. Everyone's scared, he said. In April of 2011, Wright got back from a two-week leave. The specialist told Wright what happened and warned Wright that because he was new to the troop, he would likely be next. Sure. For two weeks, Wright locked the door to his containerized housing unit and was constantly looking over his shoulder. One evening, after a day of training, Wright went to use the restroom, then went back to his unit but didn't lock his door, and that's when the attackers pounced. The attack lasted about a minute, said Wright, but it was the most humiliating, degrading, traumatic, and life-altering event of his life. The third soldier was attacked in late late April. He, too, had been home on leave and was attacked three days after he returned to the, uh, the base. All of the soldiers said they wanted to move past the attacks. He said, I was the new guy. I wanted to put it behind me, but when you had time to process it, that's when everything started coming out. On May 5th of 2011, Wright turned 22. He was given a birthday spanking, which when described, it seems more like a whipping. 22 lashes plus one extra for good measure from a fellow soldier's belt. It left his buttocks raw and swollen. He said, I couldn't lie down or even sit for three days. Again, this is more of the shenanigans and uh, dangerous uh, behavior from the folks over at Crazy Troop as being reported. Make sure how common this is. Exactly. Well, it said it happens to everyone, so therefore it must be acceptable. At Crazy Troop, at least. In July, the birthday of the first specialist who was sexually assaulted rolled around, and he and Wright went into hiding, uh, fearing that he would face the same whipping that Wright received. It was the final straw for the young soldiers. The specialist went to a sergeant that he was comfortable confiding in, and the assaults were reported immediately. According to the specialist, it was called Crazy Troop, and they lived up to it. Let's talk to David listening in Montana. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Darrell and Mark. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I David. got two quick things. Uh, sure. First, with the hazing on the troops. Since uh, they had to take away the sodomy law in the military, the sodomy law was uh, 
connected to bestiality law, too. So now in the military, they could have goats. So I guess it's okay if they're just doing that. They could be doing goats. So huh? when you say they took away the sodomy law, what do you mean? Well, they had a, when they allowed the homosexuals in the military, they had to make sodomy legal. Because if you allow homos in the military, they're going to do sodomy, so you, you can't bust them for sodomy, right? Well, I don't see what that has anything to do with people being raped. Well, so, so now, they're, I guess now that they're just getting everybody used to the idea. That's, <laughs> I'm kind of being cynical about I it, see. because it's because the the law is crazy, you know, with, with the sodomy and the bestiality. Now now I understand why everybody thinks we're the great Satan. You if know? they want to outlaw bestiality, right up to it. it's not like they have to connect it with sodomy. They could just, you know, get rid of the well, sodomy. Well, no, the law is connected. Sodomy and bestiality is the same thing in the law, you know. So, if Which is wrong. Sodomy, I mean, that they're not the same things. things. Sodomy has well, to do with uh, consent <laughs> and uh, bestiality anyway, doesn't. To, I wanted to mention to the Secret Service dude, you know, these guys are supposed to be, uh, they took an oath to uphold the Constitution and all of that good stuff, you know. And then when the government gave them the power to attack the First Amendment, about two months ago, the Secret Service was granted permission to, uh, like, say, if a Obama's giving a speech or something, and you don't like Obama, and you want to protest against Obama, and you're saying, oh, down with Obama. If the Secret Service don't like what you're saying, they could say you're a terrorist and arrest you, or they could put you off like a mile away in a... You're talking about H.R. 347. Yeah, so, so they should have stood up and said, hey, that's not our job to... Uh, attack the First Amendment. Our job is to protect the First Amendment and to allow the gathering for redress. Yeah, that'd be nice, but uh, that would be a different world. So their bad karma got them, man. Karma can be a bitch. For what they are. You know, with the the hose and the coke and everything else, you know, I think their karma just caught up with them. Their karma caught up with their dogma, man. David, thanks for the call tonight, man. Karma ran over their horma. Eight five five four fifty free. By the way, uh, Crazy Troop. A little bit more about Crazy Troop. What was the punishment? Because we had heard that one of the uh, the guys that had committed the rape. There were four men that were alleged to have committed the rape, and uh, there was one of them still waiting a trial. And two of them, a couple of them, had gone through their trials mm-hmm. and had already gone to the brig. So, what was the punishment? Again, what do you think it would be for you if you were found guilty of rape? Uh, probably three to five years. Oh, more than that. Yeah, you're going to go. If it was, uh, you know, for this particular activity, maybe as little as th- as, as few as three uh, years. I, I'm, think- I'm thinking of this particular activity. Three I don't to know five. what this would be called in every state. Some states this would be called sexual bra- battery. Some states this would be called sexual assault. Some states this might even be on down to the level of... Uh, Simple assault. Uh, m- m- molestation. Who knows exactly what it would be. But I don't think you'd get away with uh, fewer than two years for this kind of activity um, in, in, in real life. Well, Nunez Byers uh, did receive the harshest sentence of Six the group. Months. Two years in jail, a dishonorable discharge, and he must register as a sex offender. He was convicted by the panel of officers of aggravated sexual contact and hazing, among other charges. Cornell, in a military judge-only trial, pleaded guilty of hazing, assault, and maltreatment. He received 20 days of confinement. 
and a reduction in rank to E3. He was not discharged uh, from the Army. Newitt was acquitted by a panel of officers. Charges against him included hazing and maltreatment, Mm. and Hill will be the last soldier to be tried. So it was that guy with the 20-day sentence that is already back back in the unit. So... Is it is it all right if you know? Let's say Cornell didn't actually stick his uh, finger in this in these men's. Uh, is that anai. what it's about? The the the, the finger. I right. Mean, is it okay for him to just hold the hold the man down as his buddies do it? That that means he only gets twenty days. What's the excuse from the buddies? I was holding him down. I just expected him to do the the credit card swipe, not the credit card insertion. I mean, what's the excuse? Well, would it be any different if you were holding someone down while someone else committed a rape? Exactly. That's, I mean, that's kidnapping right there. You're holding someone against their will. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. Hour number three is next. Take control of the airwaves. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, and we are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. Daryl. And Mark. All right, so our toll-free number, 855-453. We've been talking about uh, corruption we discussed in the first hour the Secret Service and how the, there are now allegations out that not only were they having sex with prostitutes and ripping off the prostitutes, or at least one of them, uh, but they were also allegedly doing cocaine in the hotel room with said prostitutes. While drinking whiskey. And trashing the hotel room, apparently. So there's that story. Then we followed that one up with the story from ArmyTimes.com about Crazy Troop where crazy troop members were apparently going crazy on each other's uh, buttholes. Troops gone crazy! Yep, and uh, they apparently were raping uh, one another, and uh, at least the newer troops were being raped by the sergeants and uh, a couple of the other guys that were involved in uh, in the troop, the ones that had been there a little bit while longer. And uh, this had allegedly es- escalated uh, to rape from what they called the credit card swipe, where they would swipe their palms of their hand uh, down through the buttocks as though the palm of your hand were a credit card and the buttocks were the credit card reading device. So you hadn't figured that out yet. Uh, but uh, Some people need a picture drawn for them. You know? Yeah, so armytimes.com uh, has the details on that particular story. But it brings up this question of the, the old idea that, well... These guys are just uh, a few bad apples. They, this is rare. These things don't really happen. It's just that you just so happen to have heard about them happening. But generally, these are, are, are just unacceptable. And most, most things aren't like this. In, Isolated incidents. Right. In fill-in-the-blank government agency. But well, I'm thinking that most government agencies don't have this going on. <laughs> I hope not. But who knows? Post uh, office. The Daily Mail. <laughs> right. 
the ladies the, the ladies over at the you know whatever uh, public service sector oh my god i can't imagine this the daily mail reports at dailymail.co.uk that more than 100 years after noted historian baron john acton coined the phrase power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely scientists claim the saying is biologically true yes and uh, that the, the science behind the fact that power corrupts. The feeling of power has been found to have a similar effect on the brain as cocaine by increasing oh, the levels everything's of got cocaine in it. testosterone and its byproduct 3-androstandiol in both men and women. This in turn leads to raised levels of dopamine, the brain's reward system called the nucleus accumbens, which can be very addictive. Cocaine works in a similar way, which can have varied effects from increasing alertness, confidence, energy, feelings of well-being, and euphoria, but also anxiety, paranoia, and restlessness. Power has almost identical effects to cocaine, and too much of it can produce too much dopamine, leading to more negative effects such as arrogance and impatience. The claims by Dr. Ian Robertson may go some way to explain the outlandish and impulsive behavior of city fat cats, tycoons, and celebrities. Of course, they don't mention politicians here. Writing in the Daily Telegraph today, he said that baboons low down in the dominance hierarchy have lower levels of dopamine in key brain areas. But if they get promoted to a higher position, then the dopamine rises accordingly. This makes them more aggressive and sexually active. Mm-hmm. And in humans, similar changes happen when people are given power. And even a little bit of power. Even if we're just talking about the fact that you are a Secret Service agent, that gives you power over other sure human does. beings. Or a city councilor in a lot of instances. Right. Or the sergeant in the crazy troop. So you know, and I mean, this is all just perception as uh, as far as it goes. I mean, if you're talking about a position of almost no power within the government, it still will give somebody that little jolt. Uh, I mean, I you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of some uh, instance, but many towns have uh, you know these positions that are you know pretty much nothing positions, but people get uh, appointed to them and they just think that they've got something going on. And absolutely, the head of the Sewer and Wastewater Management Authority. Right. Things like that. Well, I posted a great example of this over at Free Keen. Uh, it was about a week ago about the grievance panel here in New Hampshire. And we've discussed the grievance panel on the air before. It's, in a, it's a unique thing that uh, New Hampshire has that no one, uh, no one else anywhere in the, all the other 49 states, they don't have this thing. And the idea is that you can bring grievances about government agents in front of this panel. They will hear your grievance. They will then invite the government agents in question in to respond. And the grievance panel will decide whether or not the grievance is founded. If it is founded, then they can go ahead with some sort of remedy in theory. We've yet to see any real remedies happen uh, at this point. But what was interesting was Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com had gone into one of these grievance panel hearings and was setting up his camera as he normally does. I mean, people who've been around the state house know who Dave Ridley is. He's no stranger over there. And this is the state house where anybody can go in. Anybody can go in carrying a gun i mean that's how new hampshire state house is so if you want to see the video footage of what happened it's posted over at freekeen.com you have to scroll down a ways maybe go to the next page but essentially the chairman of the committee who is supposedly one of the more liberty-oriented guys in the uh, the entire state house and i've met him he seems like a nice soft-spoken guy his name's paul ingbertson he started lording power over dave ridley and at one point, he even exclaims in the video, I have authority. 
and it's it's just interesting watching this this you know just this what who's normally a nice guy uh, begin to act as though he's somebody who can control other human beings and play right into the role of of being the chairman and you know he can tell Dave Ridley where he needs to be and he can tell him where he can put his recorders and you know he's he's lording it and now to his credit he apologizes later. And another one of the guys in there that's also giving Dave a tough time also comes up to him and apologizes. So, you know, to their credit, uh, it's not typical for people that lord power to do those sorts of things. But then again, these guys are in elected positions, unlike, you know, government bureaucrats who normally don't have to apologize for lording their power over you. Hmm. Sounds like a interesting video. Ridley turned off the video camera, do you think they would have apologized? It's hard to know what anyone hard would do say. in any given given instance. But it's it was it's a it's a real life example of just a little bit of power. I mean, this guy's just the head of a committee, a committee that ostensibly is there to hear about abuses of power, <laughs> and he's there lording it over <laughs> irony. Know, an innocent cameraman. So the video is there for you if you want to see it. Uh, just a little bit more here about power, and then we'll go right to your phone calls. Uh, they again they looked at baboons and how the uh, the the hierarchy within their uh, I guess their what do you call it, a tribe? I don't troop. know, the troop. The group of baboons works when uh, one baboon will get promoted to a higher position. The dro- dopamine levels in his brain rise accordingly. It makes them more aggressive and sexually active, and in humans, similar changes happen when people are given power. A Con- group of baboons are called Congress. Conversely, dem- <laughs> uh, demotion and in a... Hu- Demotion in a hierarchy decreases dopamine levels, increases stress, and reduces cognitive function. He added that power has also been found to make people smarter because dopamine improves the functioning of the the brain's frontal lobes. However, we read another study recently that said that power makes... Uh, makes people more likely to make dumb choices. It makes them overconfident. It makes them more uh, more likely to believe their own nonsense and uh, and kind of buy into their own BS. So there's I think there's some contradicting factors out there in different studies about power. But interesting this one, this one saying uh, power has very similar effects on the brain as cocaine does, meaning it's addictive. We go to you and your thoughts, ladies first. Helen, listening in Ithaca to WNYY. Hello, Helen. Oh, hi. Good evening. Hey, what's um, on your mind? Um, um, you know, the Violence Against Women Act is supposed to be renewed. and They're still debating because I guess they're trying to include anyone who is in a domestic violence situation should be included. And then uh, I think mostly it's Republicans are saying that no, they don't want gays or transsexuals or to be protected under the same law or something like that. I'm not familiar so. with this act. Is this a federal thing? Yes. Yeah, it happened back in the Clinton administration. Passed in 1994 originally. Yeah, there's a lot of complaints uh, no, about this uh, this law um, along the way that it's, uh, that there's some you know level of sexual bias, and it sounds like it's just with the name, you know, the the violence against women. Act. I oppose violence against everyone. But I'll tell you what, Helen, if you want to stick with us, you can tell us more in a moment. 855-453, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can, of course, uh, take control of these airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. I think violence is abhorrent, regardless of who the victim is, whether it's a man, woman, animal. We're coming up. You take control. 855-453. This is Free Talk Live. 
the Seasteading Institute. They want to create freedom on the open seas. Did you know they're having a conference? Meet fellow entrepreneurs, investors, engineers, maritime professionals, and other forward-thinking individuals and discover where you fit into the up-and-coming for-profit seasteading sector. It's May 31st to June 2nd at La Meridian Hotel in San Francisco. Special rates for students and the press. Get a discount with promo code FTL. Get registered at seasteading.freetalklive.com. Seasteading.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. We've got news updates. You can get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can go to news.freetalklive.com. Follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever method works best for you, news.freetalklive.com. Many companies, as they grow, lose their passion and their mandate. Not so with O'Neill Coffee. The third-generation, family-owned business still roasts each batch with the finest beans and the utmost care. They have more than 40 varieties of gourmet and flavored coffees. My favorite, personally, is the uh, French Roast Decaf. It's Bold, but not that kind of burnt taste that's gotten so popular these days. Um, to show Free Talk Live audience their commitment to freedom and making great coffee, they're offering a free mug and free shipping on orders of $75 or more. You can support great coffee craftsmanship at O'NeillCoffee.com. Again, it's O'NeillCoffee.com. When you order there, make sure that you uh, put FTL in the uh, special comments section so that you'll get your uh, your your coffee cup. Um, the Of course, in free shipping on orders of $75 or more. It's O'NeillCoffee.com. All right, let's continue with you and your thoughts. Helen, listening in Ithaca to WNYY. And Helen, you were calling about the Violence Against Women Act. And uh, I really wasn't too aware of this. Can you tell me a little bit more? Well, yeah, you know, a lot of times they pass, well, almost always, they pass laws, and then they, it, there's an expiration date, you know? Sunset, <laughs> so, yep. So this is the expiration date. It's coming up. And but uh, So the Democrats wanted to expand it to just include any type of domestic violence. It doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man. And then... The, what is it that the federal government needed to get involved in this for? I mean, aren't there uh, domestic violence laws on each on the state level? Uh, I believe, I mean, I know that, they, well, I know in New York State that, that there is, but um, they, uh, um, they are asking me a question I can't, I cannot really answer. I think but, that you know, I, part of this law, um, Helen, allows for, uh, it mandates that college campuses use the lowest level of uh, proof in order to prove these situations, as I understand them. And this is one of the, the big complaints about the uh, the Violence Against Women um, Act, as I understand it. The lowest level of proof? What yeah. do you mean? That, that that apparently that it's you know that that for whatever reason people that are accused of uh, rape or molestation on uh, college campuses uh, against women um, are you know that they don't have to you know that that they'll be uh, you know kicked out of school or whatever without having the level of proof that one would have to have say in a criminal case or something oh. like that. Oh, well, all right. Um, okay, that, uh, this is if go that's into true, a long that's intellectual thing. Yeah, if that's but, true, um, that's disturbing. One, yeah. Uh, true. 
Uh, one thing that disturbed me is just before your show started, I was listening to um, Tom Hartman, and they had, what's his name, Michael, um, the, the Running on Empty guy, they sang Running on Empty, that song, you know. Oh, I know the song, but I don't know uh, yeah. who sang it. He's from he's from Illinois, which is where I am from, and um, anyhow, he beat the crap, the pants, or whatever you want to say, out of Daryl Hannah, do you remember, like, who she is? She was in that, yeah, like, she's an actress. I never saw this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an actress, and she was in that mermaid movie, and she yep. was in several other movies. Blade Runner. So he, and they have, yeah, and they had, like, pictures of her with her face all bruised. Was this a long time brown. ago or recently? Yeah. No, no, uh, no, he did this, uh, I don't know what, a long time ago. He did this over 10 years ago. Okay. But, you know, her face, they had photos of her with her face all bruised and stuff, you know. But, I mean, each of them, they they both were wealthy, so I'm sure, like, if, he, if she sued him or whatever, somehow it worked out. But the fact that Tom Hartman had him on, and he's promoting this Occupy movement that happened today, you know, and, uh, you, you know, the Occupy thing, this is May Day, yes. which is... The day without know, the 99%. The, the communist holiday, or whatever, however you want to refer to it. Mm-hmm. But the, he's promoting... He's come out with an album in the, for uh, Occupy, and I'm just like, you are such a creep, and you're cashing in on this. So you, you know, are disappointed that Tom Hartman would have this uh, alleged uh, beater. Someone who beats up, yeah, who beats was, up Was he convicted of that, or was that just an allegation? Yeah, well, they had photos of her with all the freaking bruises on her face and stuff, and so mm. I don't know what she did or said to get him so upset that he decided he had to punch her face in. You know, but I don't like like. It doesn't seem like it's not a good solution, no matter what. Yeah, the running on empty. I think that should be his. Is it Jackson Brown? Yeah, that was Jackson Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I had, I had not heard that about uh, you know Jackson Brown, but I don't really pay attention to pop culture too closely. Yeah, I don't so. either. I don't either. But this is high profile because uh, John Kennedy Jr., who you know like got killed in I, the, his plane crash, mm-hmm. he rescued her from Jackson Brown, and they were an item. And then Helen, I wonder what would have happened if you had called into the Tom Hartman program and I uh, tried to. I bet you didn't what get anywhere, did, they, did you? What happened with the phone screener? It was just a no. I didn't talk. It was just a busy, busy signal. Oh, maybe they're not playing. I bet you they're not playing his show live. You said he's on right before Free Talk Live. No, he was live, but a lot of people call in. So, well, wait. When was this? When was the show aired? I I was just calling like about fifteen minutes ago. Yeah, that's not live. Tom yeah. Hartman's it's, live it's, in the afternoons. No, it is. It is live. It's six to nine. No, I'm t- I'm telling you, Tom Hartman is not live in the evenings. He, I think he's the last he's I heard, he was show. live from noon to noon to three. He, but he moved his show no, no, because no, no. of. Uh, you guys are behind the times. He changed his slot, and now he's six to nine Eastern time. Okay. Well, that would be news to me, Helen, because I'm you know I work well, in the business. It, well, then. And I can tell you that he changed his slot because he had a deal with uh, Big Ed uh, – what's his last name? The, the Big Eddie. Ed that, Schultz. Ed Schultz. They had a deal where they I were met, no longer going to compete with one another, and he moved out of the midday slot. So no, Tom Hartman, to my knowledge, is not doing a live show from 6 to 9. You probably are dealing with a situation where WNYY is delay broadcasting – his program till the evening hours, uh, but I can oh. double check on that for you if you'd like, Helen, and, and verify it. Hey. Just so you I know. I don't like that. 
That's okay. well, you know, it's the way radio has to be sometimes. So, for instance, you know, if two shows are on at the same time and the station wants to air both of those shows, only one of them can air live, and so they've decided to pick a different. Uh, it says uh, catch the Tom Hartman program live in our new time slot from three to six p.m. Eastern. There you go. That's right off his website. That is uh, from TomHartman.com. Uh, Tom that's, has an H in it. That's when Randy. That's when Randy Rhodes is broadcast. There you go. So now you know that your local station is not airing the Tom Hartman show live. They are airing it in delayed broadcast. So if you want to call, if you want to call uh, talk radio, you always have to take a take a moment, go to their website, and find out when their live hours are. Um, that's usually the best time to call in because afterwards you're going to get a busy signal. Helen, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight five five four fifty free. But you know, I'm glad Tom is uh, convincing enough to make him sa- make it sound like he's live uh, when he's not. Yeah, I you know. We've got a number of stations that air this show in a non-live capacity, and that's fine with me. I mean, obviously, it'd be great if they aired us live, but they, some stations, you know, they've already got a show on from 7 to 10 at night Eastern time, and they've got an opening in the overnight. Everything so. on television is recorded, so, <laughs> so we'll take we'll take what we can get, and I imagine Tom Hartman's the same way. 855-450-FREE. Apparently, that also applies to uh, guests who beat their wives. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Allegedly, though, I mean, we don't know if that's true. We weren't there. What, we don't know what, what Helen said. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives, free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just three dollars per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number here is 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And you are invited, of course, to take control of the website as well. You find something online you want to share with our listeners, you can do that. Head over to freetalklive.com, submit it as show prep, then vote. Uh, Decide what you like, what you don't. The most voted up, making it to the front page and the top of the site. Head over to freetalklive.com, get interactive there. And also, coming up, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's happening June 18th through the 24th. Registration is still open, although I think you may be SOL when it comes to the early bird discount that was supposed to end last night. Let me see if it is still available for you here. It does not... It's not me. Yep, it's gone up to thirty-five bucks. So it's gone from thirty to thirty-five dollars. Not a huge jump, uh, but just to give you a heads up, that uh, that earlier price is gone. Now it's thirty-five dollars to register over at porkfest.com. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Just click the registration link. It's on the right-hand side of the page, and get registered for the upcoming Porcupine Freedom Festival, where you'll be able to network with hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. There are going to be families and couples and singles and all kinds of people there. People that love the ideas of free. Freedom. People like us who've already made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and a lot of others who maybe are considering a move to New Hampshire or maybe they've decided to move but they haven't yet figured out when they're going to move or maybe they're still sitting on the fence trying to figure out whether or not they want to. This is a great opportunity to experience the community of liberty-minded activists that have made the move to New Hampshire and those who are yet to come. And it's just a blast. Uh, Daryl, you were there last year. Was it your first or second year last year? Last year was my second pork fest. Second pork fest. So good enough to come back a second time. I presume you're going back a third if you can, if you can afford it. Uh, 
if I can afford it and get time off of the job that I start tomorrow. Right, because you're just getting a new job, and right. it's kind of hard to ask for a week off when you've got a new job. But I definitely intend to show up for one or two days, whatever days I do wind up having off. Cool, because even if, even if you could just come up for a couple of days, it's worth the trip, uh, if, especially if you're going to be in the New England area anyway, uh, because there are just so many great people there and so much to do, everything from live bands to uh, comedians, uh, I guess, are going to be performing and you've also got you know fun games for the family and uh, just all manner of different activities going on plus the agra alley where you can purchase uh, a, a bunch of different products and services illegal bacon That's with right. alternative currency illegal in that nobody begged a government permission to cook it for you right there's no permits in a lot of cases this uh this bacon might have been come from local farms and so therefore it has mm-hmm. never seen a government inspector Excellent. and uh you know those kind of things too so proof i guess people are intending to prove that the the free market works freedom just tastes better find out for yourself over at porkfest.com p-o-r-c-f-e-s-t.com get registered get your campsite locked in and come on up because it's an absolute blast p-o-r-c-f-e-s-t.com bills in indy listening to wxnt hello bill hey um you're, 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 I would have called you a few months ago, but I had a hard time hearing your phone number. So I finally got on the website and I got it. But there you go. That's a good way to, to handle that. Yeah. Um, I want to go back. I was going to talk about cops, but can I just go back and talk about the rape situation? I don't know a lot sure. about legal, legal things, but i got more questions than I do answers. Um, I, I don't know. I, maybe I got the wrong idea. But if you've got, let's just make it all hypothetical now. You've got a group of guys five or six of them in a room, and you've got one gal that's being raped by one of the men. Whether they're holding her down or just watching, aren't they all guilty of rape? Uh, that's what I've always heard. Sure seems like it. They're guilty of something. <laughs> they're going to get time. Yeah, well, I, I, somehow I had the idea maybe you were thinking that they had to be holding her down to be guilty. Well, I don't... If you're there watching and you're under threat or something like that, like if somebody's forced you to be there, I think there could be some circumstances in which... You know, if you're not actively participating, I think the fact that you don't run to her rescue isn't doesn't necessarily make you a rapist. Uh, but I think if you are actively participating, that's that's a problem. At least you could run out of the room and, and call nine one one or something like that. For, for me, what uh, you know, from a moral standpoint, for me, uh, it it really it, it's all about attitude. What's what's going on in the person's mind, their motivation. If the person is uh, standing there enjoying the show. As far as I'm concerned, they're a rapist. If a person is standing there horrified and in, in fear for their own life... Right. What if they're afraid of what these guys might do to him if not. he runs out of the room? And being oh. prevented from leaving the room, possibly. Right. I got it. We're on the same page, exactly. Can I say one more thing real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. A couple of months ago, you guys were talking about cars, and uh, you had one of the female gals in there, Michelle, or I don't remember the other gal's name, but um, you were talking about kind of car that would stop... It's or the engine would stop while you're at an intersection, like at a red light, instead of idling to save gas. Yeah, this, uh, the, as I understand it, they're coming out with cars that will do this normally, but hybrids do it too, so... Oh, okay. Well, it'd be a hybrid, it'd be a different situation, because they probably have a better battery, but I was going to say, I would never buy a car like that if I could avoid it, because if it's going to restart itself, you know, as you're wanting to go, go, I mean, wouldn't that wear down your battery? I... You know, I would hope that the the engineers that designed the car would take this into um, in into mind. I think that uh, what, you buy a new battery about every two years anyway, right? Oh no, I tell you, I bought 1988 Oldsmobile back in 1988, and you won't believe I got 13 years out of that battery. <laughs> oh, I, I I don't even want to believe what you're saying. 13 years? He said you wouldn't believe it. 
called a Delco Freedom Battery. General Motors made them, and I'll tell you, they were good. I also apparently I got eight years out of a Ford Motocraft battery, so I don't I don't have bad experiences. The worst I've ever done is about four and a half years. I guess it's spoiled me. You know, I'm used to a decade, I guess. Yes, you are. Bill, thanks for the call okay, and the you, thoughts Bert. tonight. Appreciate hearing from in you. Indy. I mean, Bill in Indy. Yeah. It's cold there. one 855 Now then, uh, let's see. Daryl, you brought something in to talk about here tonight with the Supreme Court and an approval rating that I found shocking. I, I didn't know what to expect. I'd, I'd never heard of... A Supreme Court approval rating in the first place. Normally, it's Congress or the president that's getting approval ratings. But what's the news? Well, according to, and this is from the Christian Science Monitor, public approval for the Supreme Court has reached a new low in the 25 years since Pew Research began polling the high court's favorability. Only 52% of the American public has a favorable opinion of the court down from 64% just three years ago, Wow! and a high of 80% in 1994. The Supreme Court is still more popular than Congress by far. Yeah, and the president combined. Combined. And (laughs) President Obama by a slimmer margin, but its popularity is no longer in the stratosphere. And that may open the door to the attacks by the president as he runs for re-election. Uh, The story goes on and says two major cases before the Supreme Court address important issues from Obama's record, his reform of the health care system, and his opposition to Arizona's law crackdown on illegal immigration, or uh, in Arizona was SB 1070, says if the court rules against his positions on either or both cases, which is a real possibility, Obama will face a decision on how, if at all, to address the court's actions on the campaign trail. Well, I have to say that the Didn't my, he, but I mean, Sotomayor gave his uh, his attorney some trouble. I mean, and he appointed her, so it should be very interesting how he has to tread thread the needle on this right. one. I'm I'm surprised by this. I I didn't know what to expect when I heard that you had the, this information, and then I, I I think it's really high. I mean, I'm just amazed at this. But I think the reason why I'm just going to speculate is because. You don't really hear that much about the Supreme Court. I mean, there's all kinds of news coverage about the, the man calling himself president, uh, whether it's Bush or Obama, whoever that is. They get co- all kinds of coverage. Congress gets lots of coverage as well for what they're doing to people. But the Supreme Court doesn't have the same level of uh, press, you know, excoriation of they what get they're a doing. Couple of, uh, they've got a couple of advantages that over the, uh, you know, the rest of the, the, the critters that run around mm-hmm. in, in Washington, D.C. A, they're judges and judges are fair that's kind of like what we're taught then again we're taught that politicians are good but politicians almost synonymous with liar at this point right secondarily they get to kind of pick and choose what they're going to rule on Mm -hmm. and you know they they also get to stick their finger in the air and decide what does the american public think on this given issue so they they get to decide much later on an issue more coming back here in moments 855-453 time for your thoughts why are the supreme court justices so well revered i mean still 52 percent, still the majority of the public this program is brought to you by freekeen.com freekeen.com features audio video and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard freekeen.com
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You'll find there are a number of features that await you. Once again, freetalklive.com allows you to control the content of the site. And if you enjoy the program, you enjoy the website, you might want to become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up there uh, with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right through our secure website. Once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. Your three bucks a month makes a big difference to us because we can take that $3 and invest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country bringing more Internet listeners on board and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So please, uh, if you get a chance, drop by amp.freetalklive.com. And you get perks, too, as an amplifier. You get the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only forum, amp-only podcast, and more. Once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about the Supreme Court and their the fact that 52%, according to a Pew Research poll that Daryl was citing uh, earlier, 52%. Now, that's down, uh, apparently, from, what was it, 80%? And then 80% down to 64%. in 1994, 64% just three years ago. And then uh, this was 2011, this poll, where they decided, that was it 2011? Uh, this poll was taken last month. Oh, okay. I believe it was between April 4th and 15th. So, the dates of the poll are actually down in the article a little bit. So fresh numbers showing that 52% of Americans are in favor of the current Supreme approve Court. Of the, uh, approve of the the Supreme Court. And it's way higher than Congress. What are they at? 7%? 9%? Something like that? Uh, they're hovering around the 9 to 10%. And what about uh, the the office of the president? Where's where's that one at? Uh, Mid-40s, yeah. I believe. So not doing so well, those other agencies or those other branches of government. But for some reason, the men in robes, they still have their mystique. They still have people, their aura. Well, you know, to some extent, this is the last they're the last salvation of the government. If anything's going wrong, at the very least, the Supreme Court can fix it. So I can see why people might hold them up and, you know, a little higher in their minds than they do the rest of the, uh, the, the, the carnivorous critters in uh, Washington, D.C. I can see where you're coming from. Plus, most people don't have personal interactions with them. So, for instance, if I went down to uh, you know the courthouse and started talking to people who'd actually interacted with Judge Burke uh, here at the district court in Keene... He would probably have a very low approval rating. Yeah, I imagine he's not going to do as well as the Supreme Court as far as the people that have interacted with him. Of course, if you just talk to the general public, you'll get the, the kind of people that believe that judges can do no wrong and that you know they're out there doing the right thing and putting the vicious criminals in jail, when, of course, the reality of the situation is he's putting people in jail who've never harmed uh, another person. In fact, it was pretty funny today, actually, uh, where Derek Jay, who's who used to be here on Tuesday nights, unfortunately won't be able to join us on Tuesday nights for the foreseeable future. Um, and thanks for coming in, by the way, Daryl, to, to kind of fill his shoes. He went to do the plea deal today, and I know that was not an easy process for him because he doesn't believe in taking a plea deal, but he also didn't intend to get into as deep of a, a, a trouble He's in as, pretty deep. as he got in. And as they tend to do, they stacked up the charges and uh, intimidated him into taking the plea deal to make them go away. So he's going to be going away to a jail cell for 50 days. Probably that's going to be a 90-day uh, – so this 360-day sentence with 90 days to serve, just like I got uh, last year. 
and he's already spent 10 of them in jail. So if he's a good boy inside, he'll get 60, he'll serve 60 of the 90, meaning he'll be in for 50, hopefully 50, uh, 50 days. But at, during this hearing, which was pretty extensive, because they were dealing with like 11 different charges, and you know, they've got to go through paperwork for each one. But during this hearing, uh, Judge Burke, who is the local district court judge that we've, many of the activists in town have had experience with, he actually uh, he cracked at one point and showed his human side. And the, it was great because uh, he was asking Derek, they were talking about a date on which he would turn himself in. So he's not taken away from court today. He still has a few days to kind of get his affairs in order. And then he has a, an appointment with the the jail by which he must turn himself in on a certain day by a certain time. And so that was, that's what they were discussing was, well, what, you know, what day and time? They decided on the day. All right, well, what time can you be there by? What's the latest you know, time? And so there was a little bit of back and forth. And then Derek suggested 420. That's so funny. <laughs> and not only did he get a laugh from the audience, but Judge Burke also laughed at it. <laughs> and I think it's interesting because, you know, it certainly shows this there's a human being in that robe. Somewhere in there is, you know, somewhere in the court is the is a human being named sure Edward Burke, and Edward Burke has a sense of humor. And it's ironic because well, one of the the charges that Derek was being sentenced for was possession of marijuana. So here you have a situation, this solemn, you know, where he's a judge and he's got a, a robe and there's men who will follow his orders all around. And this is very serious kind of situation. They don't want to be laughed at. They don't want to be made fun of. They want to be taken very seriously because if they lose their aura of legitimacy – as the Supreme Court apparently is doing finally over time, slowly. But if they lose their aura of legitimacy, then it's all over for them because if people don't see them as legitimate, then they won't consider their rulings important. They won't consider what they're doing important. And they probably will start ignoring them or being more likely uh, to uh, stop paying taxes on into the future and disrespect them and their rules in general. So they've got to keep this, this aura of decorum, this legitimacy going on. And so cracking up at a joke about 420 is not going to, you know, it's not going to make them rise above the rest of us. That's going to bring them down to the level of a, of a common man, which is, of course, what they actually are. Well, I don't know if you're uh, reading too much into it. It sounds like it was a joke and he laughed. He did, but at the same time, he's sentencing Derek for the so-called crime of marijuana possession. So it's a very serious matter in that you need to go to jail for this, son. But at the same time, it's also a laughing matter because, haha, pot's funny. And, you know, 420, that's funny. It was funny. No doubt about it. <laughs> Maybe I mean, it was a thing of if I laugh, they'll think that I'm laughing with them instead of they're laughing at me. I suppose Bert could have been laughing at Derek, but, uh, I mean, he laughed just like anybody else. Did in that well, he was amused. Instant. Right. It was funny. The way Derek delivered it was perfect. And uh, so I just thought it was interesting because it kind of showed the human side of somebody who is not supposed to show that that human side when they're uh, when they're doing that job. And the irony at the same time of, oh, well, it's funny, is it? So pot's funny, but yet it, you're supposed to we're supposed to believe we're supposed to take this seriously. Right. I don't know that one can, uh, you know, I, there's irony in this. He's being sentenced for marijuana. He wants to come in at 420. There's irony 
if there was, uh, you know, I, but Burke knows what he's doing. He has to know what he's doing is wrong. If he thinks that a joke about 420 is funny, because I've seen him laugh at a similar joke in the past. This isn't the first time that's happened. So if he thinks that that's that's funny, that means that he takes the issue fairly lightly on a personal level, I would think. But yet there he is doing his job of putting people in a jail cell because of marijuana use. I well, do you expect him to break his sacred oath he'll get fired probably and that's likely why these judges don't do these things but yeah i do expect people to do the right thing i expect them to have a conscience and i expect them to act on it and when you see somebody do this laugh at a joke about 420 it shows they do there is a conscience in there somewhere there's a human being who maybe really wants to do the right thing but is just another just another scaredy cat just like the rest of us are i don't know i i think it could be similar to when you asked the government agent if he ever looked up the definition of freedom and he said no because i feel that i'm free it could be i also uh, yeah in this instance i just i i don't see the the yeah, they do take it lightly. Sure, they take it lightly. They know it's not the worst of the crimes out there by any stretch of the imagination. But they still do But it. they also know that they work for a system where this is what – I mean, look, as long as we're – as long as we all agree by the system, and that's what Derek did today is agree with the system – to their mind, and as long as we all agree with the system, we can yuck it up on the way. We all might as well have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Go to <Right>? jail. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, yeah, whatever. Oh, by the way, from what I've heard, rumor around town. You know, we live in Keene, New Hampshire, pretty small place. Rumor around town: Judge Burke's son, pothead. That makes it even funnier. Well, whatever. Yeah, I don't know anything. How do you think? How do you think he would treat his own son if he were in that court? I have a. Uh, I've. Like, he'd have, probably have to recuse himself first off. But, I have a high uh, school friend whose uh, stepfather is a judge, and I know that he that the that judge has presided over that person's uh, over his own son. And, and uh, I, I'm <laughs> not going to go too deep into this, but I'm going to say that uh, the sentences have been handed down. The, the sentences have been handed. Sentences down? have been handed down on multiple occasions by the judge to the. Uh, the uh, Meaning he taught his son a lesson, child. that kind of thing, or or what? Sentences have been handed down. I don't know what. I can't say. I wasn't in the I, courtroom. Oh, I see. Gotcha. But handed down real sentences. Uh, I know in Alabama there's a drug court judge whose uh, relatives have been convicted of possessing various uh, substances. And surprisingly, none of them get jail time at all. Community service, probation, everybody else, jail time. We're out of time for tonight, but we'll see you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Don't forget to join Daryl on his site, freepatriot-press.com. See you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo.
four new songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at cdbaby.com.